Okay, so my name is Alec Evans. You've been an agent for? I'm in my fourth year. I just oh, started my fourth year. Good. Okay, so year. don't let me forget. We need to talk about the five year. I'm still trying to get the exact number. We talked about it last episode, though, but the majority of agents don't survive past. We know the first year, but five years is kind of that next dip. If you make it out of the first year, statistically speaking, you're not going to make it past the fifth year. Right. So we're going to talk about what you're doing in your business here in just a second to, to kind of work through that a little bit because your timing is going to be very interesting on when you're going into your fifth year, right? Right. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, we know that this is like the pivotal time that you're, yeah. you're coming into that time where, you know, you maybe had some momentum um, right at the beginning. I mean, we know agents like that that just, they kind of rode this wave of, they got their license and they were a new licensee and maybe they had like a sphere from like a previous career, previous job, or just friends and family. And that's kind of what sustained them for the first couple of years. Um, but what do you do once that starts to subside? Yeah. And I, I think even more importantly, lead generation was not an important skill set for the last two years. Right. I, I mean, really going into April, almost of this year, like you started in 2020. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, since then, have you ever, have you ever had to try to find transactions since 2020? <laughs> I mean, like legitimately, and yeah. I don't mean that like arrogantly, but like it was easy. Sorry, it was it was hard to find transactions at times because of how difficult the market was to get somebody under contract. But but getting new people in that were saying, "Hey, we'd love to submit an offer." Right. There was hundreds, right? Yeah. Like how many did we submit with John? How many offers? Four or five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, going. a handful, and obviously, I mean, that's changed a bit now. But I think you know, in a lot of ways, it's for the better. I mean, for I skill sets yeah. and for people to have some sort of like long term. Uh, you know, skill set to stick around regardless of the market. I think right now what's happening is, is actually a really good thing. Uh, especially uh, people got into real estate when it's sexy. Oh, yeah. And so we saw a surplus of agents over the last couple of years that just kind of got into it. Like you said, I think those that looked at it and said, I think I have a really easy pipeline that I could hit right off the bat without any real networking, just kind of right. by texting everybody and saying, hey, by the way, I'm a real estate agent now. Right. And, well, and I mean, that, that disappeared immediately. You got to get past that huge barrier of it takes you like 12 days to get your license too, though. Yeah. I mean, you know what I it mean? Does, like that, it, it takes so, a long time. So it's a long road to get to your license and then be able to, to have people that maybe you already know that are looking to buy a house in the next six months. So I'm going to go get my license just to, if not just to work with the handful yep. of people I already know right now that are going to get their license, it's going to be worth the time yeah. and investment to get it. Yeah. And it feels like easy money and then it, it can be at times and then it gets really difficult. So and we're going to run through all of that, but we love to start at the beginning. What did your life look like prior to real estate? So five years ago, what did your life look like? Okay. So five years ago, I was- You're how, how old? Sorry. So I'm 35. 35. Yeah, thank you. So, and you have how many kids? So I've got two kids. Congratulations. So a 10 year old and a, and a seven year old. And five years ago, I was a firefighter. Interesting. So, we have not had Nico first. first firefighter? One, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a bunch of us. I don't, it's very, very common for firefighters to get their real estate license. Why um, would you say that? Sorry. I think, that's a dumb thing. That's that's what my kids say to me whenever I say something that they don't like. Why would you say that to me? Like, that's not what I meant. What's the uh, reason behind that, Alex? <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank, yeah. thank you. This is why we have him on here. He's my anger translator. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Um, so Why do you think, oh, let's try this again. Why do you think it is a common thing for fire? Cause I have a really good friend, Zach Dean did oh, the yeah. exact same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. from firefighting into real estate. Uh, yeah. W what's the connection there? Well, so I think it, it all stems from the fact that, uh, most firefighters work a 48, 96 schedule. So they're on for two days they're off for four days. So just naturally the schedule allows for a lot of downtime. And if you don't fill that time doing something, then, um, you know, you might drive yourself a little bit crazy working 10 days a month. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of guys get into it because they do have some sort of second thing that they do anyway, whether it's like you're a contractor, you're working on construction, you do plumbing, electrical work or something like that. 
um, it just seems like it's really common for, for firefighters to get their real estate license. And where I worked um, at South Jordan Fire, there was a, a good handful of the department that did have their real estate license. Um, that's not exactly why like I got into it, but it just kind of happens to, to coincide with that. And so that's, that's what I was doing five years ago. So it wasn't that, it wasn't the people around you that were doing it. What was it that kind of made you look this way? So it kind of was some of the people that, that was, uh, that was around me at that time, uh, my business partner and, and mentor that I still work with to this day, our team leader was a firefighter with me at South Jordan. What's his name? Lewis Weaver. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. met him. He's the, Have I met him? Yeah. He's the Tesla that I okay. raced. You in got Mexico. destroyed. I raced in Mexico. You raced yeah. it in Mexico. Yeah. So I, I started working with Lewis. He was a firefighter at South Jordan with me, and I got to work pretty closely with him. And he What was, were you doing with him originally? Um, so I was at the fire department. We were working a uh, day schedule, kind of a back office logistics uh, training type positions. And so I was working with him in an office setting essentially every day. And, uh, you know, I was seeing how busy he was with real estate deals. And for I'm like, man, I could, he's like explaining it to me, like what he does. I'm like, I feel like I could do that. I mean, he's really good. He's been at it a long time and he's pretty talented, but I'm like, I, I feel like I, I could do what you do. And so that kind of got me thinking that was the original thing that, that kind of planted the seed to like, maybe that's something I could do uh, in, a, you know, in addition to firefighting at the time. But also I was working a second job as a firefighter, working a ton of hours. And, and I could see that, you know, down the road, that wasn't ultimately where I wanted it, wanted to end up working a hundred hours a week in a fire station. So that planted the seed for me. And, and that's kind of what got me started at the fire department. Did you have a question? Did I see you raising your hand? Or no, were you I was drinking? moving my mic. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. It yeah. sounds great. I wouldn't worry about it. So <laughs> from firefighting into real estate, what was it that finally made you make the jump from, well, let me back up. How did you do in school? Because this is also an important thing that I'm actually, <laughs> it, it started off, I kind of started asking as a running joke. I did really bad on the ACT. He got all the smarts when it came to school. Yeah. He got, you got a 32? Something like that. Travis still, yeah, he yeah. still holds the record, I think, on the right. show so far for the highest ACT I'll score. Bet you, I bet you he knows exactly what the score was. Don't you think? He like knows. Exactly oh yeah, he what absolutely the score does. Was. And he knows, like, he knows, like, if you did this, that's good. If you did this, it's bad. Right. I'm just like, I, I think I spelled my name yeah. wrong, man. Yeah, that's something a really, really intelligent, smart person. Yeah, would say. exactly. Like, I think it was like around this score, give or take. But no, I was a very average student um, in high school. I, I got decent grades. I got just enough good grades to get by. Yeah. Um, and uh, Did you play sports. Uh, not really, not in high school. I played sports as a kid, um, basketball, um, played some baseball when I was real young, but no, I, I kind of, uh, you know, moved around a lot as a kid. And so I think sports is one of the things I always had a lot of interest in, but it was, it was kind of hard to break into. Hard to be consistent. Yeah. 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 So no, I was very average, very average student and, um, you know, didn't, uh, never was like a honor roll 4.0 kind of student. So did you go to college? I didn't. I've gone to college on and off. Um, since since uh you know last 10 years or so but okay no. any plans to finish yeah yeah actually I, I do have some plans to finish here in the next year so the next year i will i will be finished with uh, my bachelor's degree so that's my one there of my big go. goals for 23 there you go are you doing so. it because you think it'll help with the business or are you doing it more i don't want to say to check a box that's my that's my bias coming out there can. when i say just to check the yeah. box but are you doing it because you you're like i just like at this point i got to finish it yeah, it's a personal goal of mine i i don't want Travis Maddox to run laps around me uh-huh. intellectually. So I feel yeah, like that's a big part of, of it. I, I, I want to have that, you know, it's, that's a big part of it is like, it's always been a personal goal of mine. It's something that as my kids get a little bit older, it's not necessarily something I'm going to push them into going to college themselves, but I do want to show it's like, Hey, this is something you can do. Uh, even if it takes you a decade, even if it takes you, you know, some weird path to get there. So that that's part of it for me. Yeah. So then fast forwarding at what point were you like, okay, hey, I'm all in on real estate. I'm done with the firefighting game. I'm all in on real estate four years ago. 
Yeah. Um, so I was actually still in the fire service up until 21. So summer of, of last year, um, I was still full-time at the fire department. Um, for me, um, luckily I was fortunate enough to be on a, a really good real estate team. I was, uh, business partners with Lewis and business was going really well for us. And I felt like, um, you know, there was a time where going to my full-time job as a firefighter was, was kind of a conflict for me because I felt like I was leaving business on the table on the real estate side. And I saw the potential that if you just go all in on something like real estate or an opportunity to work with somebody as talented as Lewis and the team that we have now, um, then you can really make something special out of it. Yeah. So I didn't want to lose out on that opportunity. I feel like I definitely would have if I continued to treat real estate as this part-time, kind of do it on the weekends, do it you know, at night, whenever you get some time. And I knew that that opportunity and that window wasn't going to be there forever with this particular group and especially, you know, with Lewis, um, may not have been there forever. So I, I knew that that was something I wanted to take advantage of. And, um, I jumped into it. We were, we were doing business for a couple of years before that and things were going well. And so I thought, man, if I can continue this and, and actually put a lot more full-time effort into it. I yeah. wonder what this looks like. So when you're saying doing business, what were you doing primarily? Are you showing buyers? Are you showing sellers? What are you Primarily working with buyers. Okay. Yeah, the first couple of years was was primarily working with buyers. A lot of them came from uh, Lewis's sphere of influence. Um, real estate's weird like that where I, I hadn't been in a sales job before ever. And I didn't have like this big built up database of people that knew me from, you know, anything beyond like my friends and family. Yeah. And I feel like if you jump into it that way, you can be a little bit limited. And so for me getting into business or having a mentor who had already been, you know, 15 years or so at that time and had built a really, really good business and, and kind of, you know, had all these things figured out. I'm like, well, I, th I feel like, you know, I could learn a lot obviously from somebody like that, but man, if I could be partners with him or I could add value to his, uh, you know, his real estate business in some way, then that's for sure going to benefit me. So a lot of those people just came from Lewis's sphere of influence and, and a lot of the, the early clients that I was working with, that's kind of exclusively where they came from. So stepping back from that one second, I do have a question. This is a hotly debated topic within the real estate industry. Yeah. Can you be successful in real estate working part-time? Yeah, I think you can. Um, I think it takes the right person. Um, and I think that's the tougher part. It's not necessarily the fact that you're full-time or part-time. I know plenty of full-time agents that I'm like, I, I don't know how you're still around. You're just kind of barely hanging on. Well, and they seem to be the same ones that brag, like, I put in 90 hours last week. And it's yeah. like, yeah, for what? Right. And so I think it depends on the person. I, I, I think that it might be kind of an overstated opinion where it's like part-time agents maybe can't do something that full-time agents yeah. can do. Um, because I think we all know people that are on both sides of that, that, that either do well or do poorly based on, you know, other, other aspects of who they are and what they do. So yes, I, I think they can. And I think there's plenty of examples of that. Um, but I, I do think it takes the right approach and putting yourself in the right position is, is much more important than whether or not you are dedicating, like you said, the hours yeah. don't necessarily matter just in and of themselves. Right. I mean, it's what you do with it and it's who you're around and it's what you're actually doing to build your business instead of like, Oh, I'm spending a ton of time doing, um, building my business. What do you think? Could you do it? I can't do it full time. Hardly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I feel like I tried to divide it up a little bit this last year and I feel yeah. like I just did a couple of things very mediocre. Yeah. Which was, which is, I get a lot more of a kick out of doing one or two things really, really well. Right. It, it, overdoing a couple of things really part-time. Right. 
I feel like that's, it's so much more stressful to do a part-time, even if, because the main reason you would do that is to say, I have a full-time income Yeah, that's not dependent on real estate deals. Let, let's say that's like, for the most part, that's the reasons that we hear that somebody hasn't gotten in full-time is because they want that cushion or they want that, uh, that safety net of a full-time salary, which yeah. I, I totally understand. Um, which you know, is I, valid. I, I mean, especially going into yeah. where we are right now, where there's a lot of people wondering where their next deal is coming from. A lot of those part-time agents look a lot smarter than some of these full-time agents that jumped in with, with two feet. Right. right. Yeah. And I, and I totally understand that side of it, but having been on the part-time agent, full-time salary position yeah. side of it too, I felt, uh, consistently more stressed out during that just because I felt like there was a lot of missed opportunity. And now that I'm, you know, full time, that missed opportunity is only going to come because I'm purposely like ignoring going after something. But you're making an intentional business decision at that point, not being acted on, right? Like not getting told you have to be here from this point to this point. Right. I feel like no matter what, no matter who you are, I feel like it absolutely is a risk if you find yourself part-time salary position somewhere else and then going full-time into real estate, no matter how you break it down. Um, that's going to be, that's a risk for anybody. Um, but I just think it, it, I mean, at some point or another, I feel like most people are going to have to make that decision. So I made that decision fairly early on. I was only in my second year or so when I jumped into real estate full time. Um, how much did money play a role in that? Um, I mean, it played a role where I felt like I was leaving money on the table and, and I feel, I feel by, like, by firefighting still. Yeah. By, yeah. by being uh, in the fire service and having a full-time salary position, you have to dedicate a lot of your time and energy and attention and rightfully so to your full-time position. That's what you're expected to do. And especially like in public service, public safety kind of position, like I mean, you absolutely owe it to the people that you're serving in your community um, to be all in. And well, that's—I mean—the consequences of not being all in as a firefighter are a lot more drastic than the consequences right. potentially of not being all in as a real estate agent, right? Right. And, and so it can't I, be about the money. That's the other thing too, right? Because yeah, my buddy had to move down to Vegas because that was the only place that was paying like a reasonable. I say reasonable. I don't think, I think everybody should be paid more, but, but that's where he had to move because otherwise he would have had to work at like three different departments in Utah to make the same amount right. of money. Right. Like you're not doing it because of the money you're doing it because the consequences really are that, that drastic. Right. Exactly. And, and not a lot of people approach this business like that. Yeah. And I feel like if you don't approach your firefighter or police officer, whatever type position, you're cheating somebody. Yep. And, and in this case, it's like the people that you serve. And I felt like that was really unfair. I didn't want to have this mental, like, you know, dilemma in my mind going forward of like, man, I'm happy to be a firefighter. I'm, I'm thankful for my salary position. But man, I feel like if I did this other thing, I could also be successful at that, make a lot more money. I, I, I just, it's something that I want to explore and I can't be caught in the middle forever. So what are we going to do? And when I know that that's the position I'm in, I'm liable to just make a decision sooner than later. I don't like to sit on the fence about, you know, yeah. like kind of debate it for, for years and years on end and, and then make a decision. I'm, I'm going to make Have a you regretted quick. it? Because I think there's a lot of people that were probably in this. And it's, I, I loved getting your perspective on it because um, he didn't make the decision to get into real estate. I didn't make the decision to get yeah. into real estate. Like the idea of going you're, full-time. You're bred to do real estate. <laughs> well, that, that's, yeah, like we didn't, I, this is all we've ever known. This is probably all we ever will know is some version of real estate. And, and, and we never had to make the decision, should I go and do this? Like with yeah. my kids, with my, like, I don't know if I would have had the ability to do it 
if I wasn't always thinking about like, this is what I'm going to be doing. And as soon as I get the chance to sell real estate, I'm going to go sell real estate. I mean, since I was a kid. So what would you say to somebody that is in that spot that, that is, cause I think that you are better if you go full time in this. And I think that the, the value that you can create for clients when you go all in on this is, is amazing. Like I think that real estate agents is, it will always be a needed position. I think that there will always be the need for real estate agents, but I don't think that it, we need everybody. Oh, I, yeah. but I think that we need more people that are saying, oh, you know what? I'm ready to go full time. Knowing what the market looks like today, no regrets from right. switching full time. Right. No, no, for me, no. And no. what advice would you give to somebody that's on the fence right now? Like, not just like, Hey, go and do it. Like what, what did you look for in your business to say, okay, I'm ready to do this. Maybe that's a better question. Uh, I felt like I was in a position where what I was doing um, was something I could duplicate. And I was starting to gain, um, I was starting to gain some momentum and starting to gain some traction with clients that I had and building more and more of a client base and seeing from deal to deal to deal that like, man, I can do this. Cause when you get in your first real estate deal, you, you don't know, yeah. at least for me, like I, my first real estate deal, uh, I was showing a client a house and I didn't know what to do next after they said, Hey, we love this house. We want to buy it. Like, I didn't that, really know congratulations, what to do. That's I was, awesome. I ran out to my car and I called Lewis. I'm like, hey, we got a problem here. These guys want to buy this house. <laughs> and I have no idea what to do next. I still so, do that with Boo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, going back to your question, like, how do you know? Or, I, uh, like, what would I say to somebody? It's yeah. like, know, know your why and, like, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Because a lot of people that are, whether they're part-time or full-time, I feel like one of the biggest issues with their struggle is that they don't really have like their heart fully into it for the right reasons. And I think real estate on the surface, when you're looking at it from a distance can be really, really attractive because you can make good money. It seems like if you don't really do it every day, it seems like maybe there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah. It's a way for people to not do a whole lot and make really good money. But once you get into it and your heart's in the right place and you're doing it for the right reasons, you know that that's absolutely not the case. Yeah. And so once it that means hits, more than that, yeah, once that hits, how are you going to respond to that? Cause it's going to hit you at some point. It's going to hit everybody. So when that happens, how, how are you going to respond to that? And I think that's really the telling sign of whether or not you're making the right decisions and, and like knowing if, if that's something that you're going to be okay with. And a lot of people, to be honest, they're, they're just not. Yeah. And I, um, I, I think you also said, I want to get your opinion on this. This has been the first commission job that you've had too. Yeah. Once yeah. again, this is all I've ever known. I had a salary at 21. Uh -huh. And at 22, I was taken off of it and I haven't had anything. Say, and I, so I don't know uh, the ups and downs and the insecurity like that. I don't know anything different. That's how I've always, that's how I've always been. How has working commission been different than working arm in arm with your brothers <laughs> to go and save the world, right? Yeah. No, I personally, I love it. And that's one of the things that, that lets me know that I'm in the right place. Is it that, that mode of compensation really resonates with me because you don't, get that reward unless you've done the work and, and actually achieved the goal, right? Yeah. Any salary position, any hourly position, that may not be the case. You know, you can just kind of be, you know, there and not really producing, not really, you know, a, a hugely valuable member of the company or whatever. It's and called quiet still, quitting, right? Yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing it as like, it's like a thing. They've put a name on it. They have a label to it. It's called quiet quitting. Right. People can and, do that for years Yeah, and, and they can still make just as much money. They what happens get. if you quiet quit? <laughs> Yeah, I, I lose my house. <laughs> it's not an option, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, everything kind of, you know, falls apart. And because it's only when you go out 
with this set intention, I'm going to go out and achieve something. I've got this plan. This is how I'm going to execute it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to make it happen. And if you can do that and you're, you're effective with that, then, then you get the opportunity to get that reward. And I love that because I think it's the fairest way to measure how somebody is truly doing because everybody can say, you know, whether, you know, they're, they're producing or whether, you know, if they're, if they're effective in what they do, but there's no real way to tell that if you're not in a commission based type of environment, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, my personal, I love people that sell on commission. I want a car salesman. I want him to get paid when he gets the exact car that I want to for the price that I want sure. it. I want you to get paid, right? Like there, I'm completely okay with with that idea of compensation. I am not okay with, however, there there's a lot of agents that I think jump into us for an easy three yeah. percent, and and I struggle with those agents that that I do feel like are just in it for that bigger commission, right? But right. I, it, it's going to be a part of whatever you do, I think. For sure. And I think one of the great things about where we're at in the market and, and in the world today is that if that's your mindset, this you're at the beginning of the end. Yeah. This you're not going to be able to last a whole lot longer if that is your mindset. It just clients rightfully so they expect more. They expect more value, yep. more and more and more. They see these numbers, they see what you're being paid. So why aren't you doing more to kind of like why isn't the to value, elevate the game? Yeah, why isn't the value raising like at the same time at the same ratio of like what your income is raising. I think, yeah. I think people have that question um, more and more and rightfully so. And I think that's what you should be doing. I think that you do get paid plenty of money to be able to provide an, an additional uh, ton of value. That well, a lot I of mean, this is don't. even a bigger conversation, right? This is a, this is a, are you willing to reinvest back into your business? And I think this goes back to the question we were asking, how are you going to get past year five? And I think it comes down to what you're talking about right here, which is reinvesting back into your business across the board on everything. Right. And treating it like a business Absolutely. and understanding that side of it and knowing that this isn't, that's, I think one of the things that agents kind of cheat themselves with is, is treating it a little bit more um, like a hobby than, than an actual business and having a plan and taking those steps every single day to, to achieve that objective, whatever that looks like for you. And, you know, it's something that we talk about on our team all the time is continuing to move forward and work towards results, despite there being no immediate show for what those efforts are, if that makes sense. Well, I, I love the direction that you're taking this because this is where I want to go next. And that is what your business looks like today. So you've been full-time for a year and a half? About a year and a half full-time, yeah. year and a half full-time. Before we get into what you think it looks like, I actually want to get Travis's opinion on this. And I this is why love I love having somebody Travis. in here. Because yes. we have a very interesting role where all we do is go from office to office to office, from team to team to team, from brokerage to brokerage to brokerage. And we get a really unique standpoint i think a very unique like perspective on different teams and brokerages how would you say lewis is a firefighter yeah right for, yeah so i'm guessing and he is he broker team lead i'm sorry i don't know more he, that's bad about that's no bad that's fine he, he's an associate broker team okay. leader yeah okay. he had his own brokerage so we're with real broker shout out real broker shout out real shout broker out real. we can that's shout out real at, yeah that's where we are we got now. some friends at real before right. he I actually really like the business model is that weird no i it's awesome. It. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I, yeah. I, it came off very MLM-y to me when I had some friends that were looking at it. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? This feels really... And I'm... We're with Berkshire. I'm we're with Berkshire. Is that a question? Who? <laughs> I, we don't... I mean, we're, we're a different... Yeah, we're a yeah. different animal altogether. Our yeah. brokerage... I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to, like, talk crap I need them, to stop like, saying that. Our, our broker is very uninvolved because Edge is just kind of its own... Sure. separate thing and so yeah. uh, but i remember thinking it was like you know what if i was to be a part of a separate brokerage 
just watching the amount, uh, the importance of mentorship within real estate, right? We've been talking about this on the entire episode and the majority of episodes that we have, the majority of people are referencing mentors that they have had within the industry and giving them a huge fist bump as to why they've been successful. I think if you want to have a culture where mentorship is encouraged, they should be financially compensated for the people below them doing well, right? Is yeah, If right. it's a pyramid scheme, great. It can be that shape. But I also, the amount of times that, that, senior members of real estate get hit up. Hey, how would you do this? How would you do this? How would you do this? It, it creates an environment where you can actually compensate somebody for their time for growing people and helping them get better at this job. Right. Well, and if you look at like Lewis without being it, a broker, right? Without right. being a broker. Right. You could just be Shout a team out real. leader. Yeah, yeah, you could. And it's like, you know, somebody like Lewis has been doing it as long as he has, has so much value to add to the people around him. So if you're adding value to other people, you should get compensated for that, in my opinion, no matter what position you're in. So, Absolutely. Cooler, don't sue me. Um, <laughs> uh, Berkshire Hathaway, great. Uh, Warren Buffett. Um, Delightful. But no, I want to go back, and I want to get what your opinion is, what it looks like from kind of an outsider, how they how they kind of have their team set up. Not like this person does this and this person does but just what's the vibes of the team? We just want to help each other. I say of we, their team, sorry. Right, yeah. That's, yeah, that's their mindset, it, it seems. I went to one of their team meetings – was that yeah, two months came, ago or so? Came, yeah, he came ago. to Mastermind, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was Lewis talking about what he's done to be able to be successful over the last however long he's been doing it. Um, Shout out, Lewis. And Lewis. that he's, he's changed. He said, you know, I used to do it this way, but now I'm doing it this way because of A, B, and C. Um, and then Alec is just like one of those people that everybody wants to be around because he improves your life. Even yeah. if he doesn't realize it, like – Alec improves your life. He improves your day. Yeah, keep going. And that's yeah. how oh everybody. That's how I brought him. Like, and that's yeah. how people on their team are. You're about to have to put in five more bucks though yeah, if you want him to keep going. I, <laughs> I, brought, I, I tapped 20. out at 25 an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> I bought. I, yeah. Just bring another buyer. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's called quit pro quo, and that will get you sued. So yeah. we're gonna edit that out. And I'm just kidding. No, but Alec just wants to help. Well, it's very interesting because we get to see the type of buyers too that I think different agents and different teams. Yeah. bring and it's very interesting to watch different uh, the way that they interact with their buyers right can i read a text yeah this is from a buyer that alec and i have going right now um We're, wait yeah, is this absolutely. a review yeah are we about to get a review a real-time review i don't know if i'd call it a review yeah we'll call it a review is yeah. it scandalous so <laughs> Alec did the whole appointment shirtless. <laughs> Alec had his sleeves cut off. Whoa. From the beginning. Okay. Okay. In Utah yeah. County. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are some of the kindest people and just real people. Um, yeah. What product they, are they buying? Do you know? buying a single family home in Saratoga. Ooh. Quail Hill. Uh huh. Who's your favorite builder to work with? It's not a trick question. Edges are my. I own an edge home. Uh, you live, yeah, you build in Brandon, right? Brandon. What floor yeah. did you build? Landon. Oh, I love that. And this is my second. I sold a bunch of this those. This is his second. Second. Dude. Second edge home. Valley. Valley Shout Valley, out yeah. Valley View. You, you were in Valley View back in the day. Aspen Hills. Aspen, Aspen Hills. Hills. Yeah, that's, that's a great right. neighborhood yeah, too. Great okay. Neighborhood. Yeah. That was like right when I started. Was right like right as Aspen Hills was done. It's like Edge was like. Like baby. a baby company. A baby yeah, company. Different, totally different I was a sign guy for a long we time, right? Like we were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these guys, what happened is they went through the build. When they went under contract, January? February, yeah, January. Yeah. Um, everything was multiple offers. Oh, yes. Yeah. For some reason. Tilt that mic up just a little bit. For some reason, go. we didn't have to compete on this lot. 
which was crazy. Sniped one. Sniped one somehow. Um, Go through the build. The market's changed. Market has shifted. They had their home listed for month and a half two months yeah, about six like, about six weeks yeah yeah they yeah. were putting in the work which at Open the time probably like, felt like nine months yeah 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 they um had to we've had to push closing a little bit we didn't know things were up in the air for a little bit but through alec the lender that they're working with um shout out neely shout uh, out loans by neely she market crushes oh, yeah. it yep. um they just said We wanted to reach out and thank you for being such a wonderful team. You've all worked so hard for us to get into the new build and it doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you so much for everything that you guys have done. We are seriously baffled and really, really appreciate it. Um, Lord willing, we will get to move into our new home soon and it will be because of all of you. These are strange times with so much uncertainty, but I'm glad we have y'all in our corner. I can't speak for Alec, but I think that text alone speaks to Alex's character because that's who he attracts. What's that's the whole thing. And like, and, and the, the theme of that is, is the whole team, right? Yeah. That's why since day one, I've had a mentor, I've been on a team, I've had these people around me. I've been a part of masterminds and people that can, can help and kind of guide, um, you know, your career transactions, whatever struggles that you may be going through. And this is, this is crucial because I, I do not know how people do this business solo. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. Because everything I do is there's a huge chunk of every deal that I've ever done that somebody else has contributed to to get us to the finish line. Yeah. Every single deal. And when you look at it that way, you're like, I'm just kind of a small cog in everything, and I'm just doing everything I can to provide what kind of value I can to help out where I can. But ultimately, it's the collective. It's everybody that's pushing that direction, whether it's builders, whether it's title, whether it's lenders, people on your own team or whatever, it's, it's, it's always a team effort. And so these people that, that don't have that team atmosphere, I'm like, man, I don't know how you, how you do it and, and still keep all your stuff straight and succeed that way. It's yeah. Tough. And, uh, and uh, this is a, probably a great question. What would you, what advice would you give for somebody that's maybe looking for Cause uh, there's a lot of people whose businesses are changing, right? Yeah. What, what advice would you give to somebody? Cause I, I saw a stat that said, I think 25% of, of agents in Miami had, sw- and I know it's a different market, but it's a very interesting statistic. Well, they do it, say Utah County is the Miami of Utah. <sighs> they they do, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but they said 25% of the agents had switched brokerages in the last nine months, and since 2022 it started. Wow. And I was like, I think it's probably, I don't know exactly what it is, but I feel like I've heard and seen, once again, our job is to be networking with as many real estate agents from as many different brokerages and teams and offices as we can. And I feel like there's been a whole bunch of this moving around trying to expect like something like that is going to fix your business. And I just think it's not, but I do think that you need to align yourself with people that you are very clear on what you're paying for when it comes to a team. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I, my, my number one advice would be if you're a new, say like you're a new agent or you're just switching brokerages, which I guess if you're just a a seasoned agent, you're looking to switch brokerages. Is that what we're talking about? I just in general, what, if somebody's new coming into this, what would you be looking for in a team? Or not I, not even what you would be looking for, because I think that's going to be a little bit different, but what what advice would you give for somebody that's trying to find a different team or maybe a mentor or an office or something? Yeah, I would, I say, would say call Alec. Call me. Yeah, Instagram. call me. I will, that's yeah. what I was going to say. His number I, is 1-800. Yeah. I slid I, into his DMs. That's yeah. how we met. And so. I will always point you in the right direction, 100%. I've never given anybody any, any bad advice, ever. Never. So call me. We'll yeah. get it figured out. If you are looking to switch brokerages, don't be afraid to do test drives, to try things on, to go out, 
and take your time, do your due diligence and figure this out because you don't want to keep switching brokerages. You don't want to find yourself in the yeah. wrong place. I think that's, man, well, that's, like, not, gonna, that's it, not the answer to the problem that you're trying to figure out. Right. Ultimately right. another team or another office or another brokerage isn't going to, isn't going to answer why your real estate business isn't working. It might contribute, but it's not going to solve the equation for you. I don't think ever. It, it can help. It can be a supplement. It can be a detriment. It could be something that obviously contributes to you either succeeding or not. But I don't know how you find that out without going through this due diligence process to figure out, like, do these people align 100%. with my goals? Is this where I want to be? Do I do I enjoy the atmosphere? Uh, do I do I fit in here? I mean, I think you have to figure that out. And that's what this is what we do. I mean, we get people reaching out to us and saying, like, hey, we'd you know, be interested in joining Real Broker or joining our team. And our advice is always the same. It's like, well, just come out and hang out with us. Just see how we do things. See if this we is do, a fit. Yeah, we do a team meeting every morning at 8.30, five days a week. We say jump on our team meetings. You can jump on a, you can jump on 10 of them, one of them, you know, for the next couple of months. You can come to our mastermind. You can just be around us and figure out for yourself if how we just normally do things makes sense for you. Because we're not going to switch up everything we're doing to try to attract to you or drive you. you to come to us. Yeah. Because we, you know, if it doesn't work out, then it's not what you're looking for. Then, yeah. it, then that's fine too. But I don't know how. If I were to switch brokerages, that's the process that I would go through, and I would know that it's okay to take my time. So my advice is, do the same thing. Take your time. See who resonates and with you and be deliberate best. in and, your choice. Yeah, and actually know specifically what it is that you're out there looking for, so that you can recognize it when you see it. So then. I, I'm huge on creating value, and I love what you just said. Creating value for free, right? If you want to come to the team meeting and steal whatever you think that we're doing, come and steal and don't join us. I don't, I don't give yeah. a shit, right? right? Like that's fine. What advice are you? What advice would you be giving to real estate agents, or what are you doing for your business, knowing that the market has completely shifted from where it was at a year ago? What are you doing for your business, maybe in the next eighteen months that I that are going to contribute to you staying in this business? Just a lot of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of prayer. Yeah. A lot of Hail Marys. Yeah. A lot, lot of, of, a lot of, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think it's just uh, providing value in, like I said, despite the immediate presence of the results of the efforts of providing value. And what I mean by that is like, try to find something that you can contribute to help to either your past clients, your friends, your family, any of those, whether it's through market analysis, whether it's just through seeing that they've gone through something from, you know, looking at Facebook and trying to help out wherever you can, being a contributor to your community, being out there, being present for all the right reasons, and just being visible. And I think that's what we all work on. I think that's a big part of kind of what we were talking about before is, yeah. is the marketing and showing yourself as a visible person in your community, showing yourself as, as a community expert and somebody who has something to add. Um, and making yourself available when when people approach you. What if those people don't buy from you? Do you shun them into eternity? I would. You yeah. would. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll burn bridges. Yeah, absolutely. Why'd no more. No more free rides <laughs> Why'd here. Why'd you say burn bridges? <laughs> yeah. No, I I think uh, if somebody is that an inside joke. Are you creating uh, just some more work for your buddies? <laughs> yeah, burn bridges in South Jordan City. Wow. No, okay. I, I feel like I love inside jokes. <laughs> I think um, if somebody doesn't use you as an agent, um, it's more of a reflection on you somehow. Thank you. It, it, Say that again way. for the people in the back. Yeah, I mean, you didn't do something, right? Yeah. Like, look back and see. Maybe you can figure out the spot where, where maybe you lost them and try to improve from that point. See what you can do to make sure that that doesn't happen again. It's not on them. It's not on them to use you to contribute to the success and health of your business. Yeah. It's on you. 
you should have more of an investment than anybody, any potential client to make sure that your business is, is healthy and you're actually getting new clients. Can we also address one stigma too? It sometimes is awkward to work with your friends or family or something like that when money is involved. For sure. Right. Like yeah. I, and, yeah. and if you don't want to be a part of that transaction, like one of my uncles, when I was a loan officer, did a couple of refinances with somebody in our office. And I was, yeah. I, at first I was like, okay, wait, I'm pissed. You know who I'm talking about? And at the end of it, he's like, dude, I just like, and he's a homie. He's a cool uncle. He's the fun one that I go talk I to at with Thanksgiving. Yeah, estate, that's what I'm like, saying. And I, and he just goes, you know what? Just don't want you knowing how much I make nephew. And yeah. I was like, fair. you know what? Okay. I, I, you're right. I sure. was out of pocket. Like for the way that I was acting, that was yeah. completely wrong. Um, and, and I think people just need to accept that. I see so many people like bitching and moaning, especially right now as business gets lean. I don't think right. they would have cared a year and a half ago, right? They, they had enough people, especially if that person wasn't willing to come play ball and wave appraisals and wave inspections and go 50 above list. It was really easy to write your friends off and say, that's okay. They're not really buying a house right now. Right. It's a bad look. Keep it's that same bad, energy though. Yeah, right? It's a bad look for agents when they start going down that trail of yeah. like, man, somebody that I know it's like, man, this person that I've been friends with for so long use a different agent and, and it's really upsetting to me. And that's fine. Like be upset. But I think when you're like airing your grievances about how it didn't work out for you, I mean, I think it's just a bad look and it's, it's always on you. That's uh -huh. what it comes full circle back to is yeah. it's, it's on you, which is not easy you, to hear. Yeah. You could have, or should have recognized the moment or the time where you could have done something different to have a different outcome. And yep. let's just say, take that out entirely and just say that no matter what you would have done, Sometimes people just, like you said, they don't want to mix that together. They don't want you to know how much they make. They don't want to work so closely with somebody that's okay. that they consider a friend. And that's fine. Yeah. That, that's not the end of the world. I learned this the hard way. I went through something like this where my brother used a different agent. Messed and up. Okay, that's yeah, messed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's messed up. <laughs> but there was reasons for it. Yeah. And I was, I was upset about it for a while until, you know, you start to logically think your way through it. And you're like, why would that happen? Like I was going to give him my commission back anyway, probably. Yeah. Right, if it's your brother. <laughs> So, I mean, you got to just trust that people are adults. They make decisions for their own reasons. And plus, you know, improve yourself and maybe that situation will be different in the future. Well, before we let you go, I, uh, okay. So this was, and this is something that's very, people are wondering right now, what's going on in the market. And this was from a real estate group that has about 225,000 real estate agents, which if you do the math, that's roughly like 20% of all of the real estate agents in America. Is, right? this, a, a, is this a Facebook group? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a real estate mastermind Facebook group. Yeah. Somebody in there commented, what will the housing market look like in the next six to nine months? That's a valid question, right? Yeah. So this person responded, we want you to say if this is true or false or not. I don't believe housing will exist in six to nine months. <laughs> Given the current economic outlook and political unrest, I foresee everything being nearly unrecognizable from the world we know today. Rates will be in the 200 to 300% range and homes will be... <laughs> will begin the process of physically collapsing into themselves. Sellers will still expect multiple offers, but buyers will selfishly be hesitant to commit 34000 a month for mortgage payments on starter homes and high-end condominiums. I'm currently looking into more viable career paths such as snake milking and casino management and would highly recommend others do the same. Happy to chat more. Just reach out. There's not a word in there that I don't 100% back up and, and believe to be true with everything was this, in my being. Was this that Facebook group we're all part of? This I don't is know a, if you're in is, it. It's, I, this is a cesspool of the internet, this Facebook group. And it, it is like the bane of my existence. There is some of the dumbest shit that gets posted in this Facebook group. That seemed to like something point, Adam Sandler would write. Yeah, to the like, point. He, he wrote that. Oh, did you? Yeah, he wrote that. I, I just get He was being I mean, a smartass. He was being a smartass to this person. The group on Facebook is very much chicken little. The sky is falling. Oh, no. Every time an interest rate goes up an eighth of a percent. Who 
no, here we go. It's, and it's like, you need to chill the hell out. And so much of it <laughs> is in, in categories where it's like, you couldn't possibly know. Yeah. You, you're so mm-hmm. speculative in all of these different, everything in that group for the most part is just completely pointless, worthless fear mongering is, yeah. is what it comes down to. And if you can't control it, then stop figuring out how to spend so damn much of your time worrying about that thing. Yeah. What's the real estate market going to look like in six to nine months? What are interest rates going to look like in six to nine months? It's like every single person that is seeing this question that you're asking has not a damn clue better than you. Yeah. Better than you asking the question. Yep. So buckle down and do the things that you can do and the things that you can control. You're going to come out of it better than if you don't. But if you just sit and speculate, worry about all this stuff, I don't, I just don't see how that benefits you in any way. I'm not going to say anything else. I think that's the perfect way to end this podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. Beyond that, I have absolutely no opinion on the matter. That's just, that's just, that's just the way that's, that's the way I feel about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Alec Evans, how's what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Of course you're on Facebook. Got a phone number. (laughs) You could find it online. We'll throw all your contact info up, but we appreciate you coming through. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Of course, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, man.